Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always, always glad that you are with me. And we got a couple of things to talk about today. Number one, three defensive players have hit the transfer portal uh, this week, we'll talk about who they are, what their additions to the portal mean, what kind of losses they are to the team, and of course, what it means for Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding and what they have to do over the next few weeks as the portal window is open. Uh, spoiler, they got to do some work, but also doubting them is not exactly something that I would encourage people to do either. So we'll talk about all that. And then also Paul Skeens, the Ace, the superstar pitcher for LSU, had some words for uh, for Ole Miss. Not re- they're they're really tame. It's it's getting shared around social media, but it's pretty darn tame. So, but we'll talk about that as well. A little spice entering the weekend with uh, with LSU. But again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky B O R K E Y. And if you're listening to this in the browser at SuperTalk.fm, we appreciate you. Uh, for checking out the website, but pull out your phone and your favorite podcast app and search Rebel Report and subscribe or like the podcast, depending on which one you use, and leave a rating and a review, of course, if you like what you hear. And as Haydad says, hell, leave five stars. I don't care what you say. Tell me I'm terrible. Just put five stars next to it, and I'll uh, I'll be thankful for you nonetheless. So let's start with, uh, with this football thing, though. Three defensive players hit the transfer portal. Uh, one is really more high profile than the other two, but it's uh, Time Alone, Markevius Brown, and Elijah Sabatini all in the portal for uh, for Ole Miss, uh, all on the defensive side of the ball, two in the secondary, and of course Time Alone on the defensive line. So if you're asking me why this happened, frankly, I, I don't know like specifically why each individual player is hitting the portal. There's a chance, there's always a chance, that they return. They wouldn't be the first defensive Ole Miss players to hit the portal this cycle and then pull their name out of the portal. It's happened twice already, if I remember correctly, maybe more, but definitely twice. So that's a possibility as well. Some guys hit the portal to get NIL negotiating leverage. Some guys hit the portal because they truly want to see what kind of options they have out there, and sometimes they don't really like the options uh, that they find that they have uh, out there. It, it really... It uh, just kind of depends on, on the individual player. It, it is pretty clear, though, that while Malone has seemingly a higher upside than the other two and was going to play more or had the potential to play more, uh, neither of the three were going to start. I mean, I, I really didn't foresee Sabatini have much playing time at all. Brown played in every game uh, last year, didn't uh, acquire that many stats, but but he played. And, and time alone has a ceiling that apparently is incredibly high on a unit that is pretty thin. But none of them uh, were slated or were going to start on this defense. So it's possible that it's just that simple, that they wanted to go somewhere and start. But let's focus on the big one, on Time Alone, the two-sport athlete that, you know, he's he's kind of a spectacle and, and in a good way. That That is certainly a compliment. Being that size and playing baseball in both sports is uh, – is really cool, uh, just in general, and, and he's interesting and high profile, despite not having the stats really in either sport to, to back up the popularity, if we're being totally honest. But 
My question would be is, is what is he looking for? What does he want? Uh, does he want just more NIL money? Well, you you haven't produced like somebody that that commands a whole lot of NIL money right now, uh, especially when they're having to add linebackers uh, and more defensive line help. And, and those guys are expensive in the portal, especially this cycle. And they are going to be going after people that have produced more than you have. But or is he looking for a place where he can start? Is he looking for a place that's going to let him play both baseball and football? Because I think it's becoming increasingly clear that unless he drops one, playing and starting and being like a high-impact guy is not very unlikely to be in his future at Ole Miss. Not being there all fall, really all summer and all fall, is setting him back when it comes to getting on the field in baseball, clearly. And then he participated in one spring practice, as far as I understand it this year, just one. And so when you've got a new defensive coordinator and you've got to figure out what you have on the defensive line, you're not there to not only learn the new system, get better, get more physical, get ready to play, but they don't know what you're capable of either. And so it feels like, at least at Ole Miss, it's approaching a tipping point. you got to decide which one you want to play. If you're going to start or, or work your way towards playing, truly playing, at Ole Miss. That could be an incorrect assessment. I've been wrong before. You guys know that. I'll be wrong again. That that will happen. But it, it feels like in order for him to actually like truly start and be a feature guy in one of those two sports at Ole Miss, he's going to have to pick one. Or else he's going to continue to just set himself back, especially in this era where Ole Miss baseball, this year aside, I mean, how often has Ole Miss not had – quality first baseman. And those are guys that are playing all year long. How often uh, under Lane Kiffin, especially will Ole Miss not recruit defensive linemen heavily. Now you can question whether or not they've succeeded there, but they're, they're going to try to recruit over you. It's the sec. They're going to go after quality defensive linemen. I think you got to pick one. So what does he want is a, is something that I'm very, I'm very curious about. But the loss of him, and then I'll loop the other two in as well, mostly Brown and, and Malone, neither of them were going to start. So if you're looking for positive spin, you didn't lose a starter in the portal. But if you're looking for some honesty, it's not good to, to lose depth pieces on a defense that was seemingly already pretty thin. These were guys that were going to play to some degree. And so now you already knew that you were going to have to get some stuff done in the transfer portal on the defensive side of the ball in this cycle. And now you've lost two more depth pieces that you expected to to play to, to some degree, but all three of them, um, you lose, you've lost depth there. So while they're not starters, this, this adds to the pressure that Lane Kiffin and Pete Golding are under to, you know, acquire talent, this cycle in the portal. They need defensive line help. They need depth on it at least. I actually like the the starters there on defense. Now, uh, pass rush, uh, I think it's a bit of a question mark, but you know Cedric Johnson is solid. You've seen Ivy do really good things in an Ole Miss uniform. Josh Harris looked explosive in the spring game. You know what Pegues is capable of. Uh, you know that Gordon can play. So so you've got some some nice 
frontline pieces there, the depth is just the, the biggest question mark. And they've got to go get that at a minimum. They have got to go get that in um, in the transfer portal this spring. The pressure's on. Now, doubting Lane Kiffin and, and even Pete Golding, even though he's new, uh, doubting their ability to get players in the portal is a stupid thing to do because they have proven since they've gotten to Ole Miss that they can get guys in the portal. But I think the pressure is a little bit higher this year than ever to field hell to field a quality defense. The schedule's tougher. The end of last season was a disaster. And I do think that despite the question marks on offense, people are maybe I'm blinded by something, but I think offensively they have a chance to be really, really good. Uh, and you know, that's not really a hot take because Lane Kiffin's offenses generally are really good, but I mean like upper tier, like one of the best in the country. Good. I like what they have at wide receiver. Now, apparently they're looking to, to add one more because of course, but I like Watkins a, a lot. I think he is somebody that's really underrated going into the season, especially now that he's healthy. Jalen Knox apparently has, has finally become the player at least in practice anyway, that they thought he would be. I don't know if you noticed this, and maybe I'm incorrect, but if I rem- if I remember correctly, Michael Trigg didn't line up at traditional tight end. So you've got this high-level pass catcher coming out of the slot. Now, there's questions about him and lining up right and all that stuff, but the physical tools are there. They apparently love pre-scoring at actual tight end. Offensive line return for, returns four guys, and you portaled a, a couple of highly experienced guys as well. You've got Judkins in the backfield. We talked about the quarterback room last time. I think offensively they've got a chance to be really, really good, but it's not going to matter with the more difficult schedule if they don't add pieces defensively. So the pressure's on because if they are able to find a way to get quality guys in this cycle, there's a chance that this team's got a high ceiling. I'm not saying, you know, winning 12 games or anything, but I do think they have a a higher ceiling than some people might, knowing what I think I know about their ability to score or what will be their ability to score. So the pressure's on. They're not starters, so that's a silver lining, but they they need depth on defense in the worst way. And again, the pressure pressure is on uh, for them to get that done. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, office tech in Mississippi, if your company needs it, check them out. ABSMS.com, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, IT projects, whatever it is. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you need it, check them out. ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So just what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They got 16 locations across the state. And of course, they have online banking, but it's a one-stop shop. It is not uh, anything um, like what I had to use before I switched to Priority One Bank, I needed three apps to get done what I can get done with one internet connection and the online banking service at Priority One Bank. They, of course, also have local loan decision-making options uh, and servicing options, so you don't have to get on Zoom to talk to somebody about your loan. Priority One Bank, 
making you their priority. All right, so Paul Skeens said uh, a little something that is going viral now yesterday. Little, a little viral, I guess. And uh, Richard and I talked about that a little bit. So uh, instead of just rehashing what we said, I'm going to just play that for you now. Tell you what Paul Skeens said, LSU pitcher, and um, my reaction to it is uh, a little bit different than some of what I've seen online anyway. Anyway, so here it is. We'll tell you what he said and uh, our reaction to it uh, right now, and that will also end the podcast. So thank you so much for for tuning in. I appreciate you guys uh, checking this out as always. And uh, we'll talk again this weekend reacting to the LSU baseball series. Uh, Ole Miss cannot get swept, and losing the series would really, really set them back in the outlook is already kind of bleak to make the postseason anyway. So a vital series. We'll see if they can get it done. And also, you know, that big concert is in town this weekend as well. If you're going, have fun. Enjoy yourself. Here's uh, my take on Paul Skeens, and I'll see you guys again this weekend. Was doing his uh, media op this week and was asked about the environment at Swayze and stuff like that, and he said, quote, I don't think they'll be throwing a lot of beer this weekend. Fair or foul? LSU pitcher Paul Skeens saying, I don't think they'll be throwing a lot of beer this weekend. I don't know that there's any reason to say it, but if anybody can say it, it's Paul Skeens. He leads the country with 104 strikeouts. He was kind of average last week against Kentucky and still struck out 13. In the history of college baseball, nobody has struck out more per inning than he is averaging at 17.6. Throws a 102-mile-an-hour fastball, a 93-mile-an-hour slider. He's not really walking people. He pitches with a ton of emotion. He's fiery on the mound. I mean, if I'm Jay Johnson, would I prefer him not say something to incite Perhaps a team that has struggled? Yeah, I probably would prefer that. But, I mean, it, there's like some Yogi Berra here, isn't there? The the whole, it ain't bragging if you can do it? Yeah, true. If anybody can back it up, it's him. Two, I think two things can be true at once. And this is kind of how I live my life, right? I am totally fine with a little spice and entertainment value. And people are doing the, oh, bulletin board material. Uh, what? Like Ole Miss wasn't going to try really, really hard to win this series? It took Paul Skeens at 3-12 and in the SEC, knowing that they are desperate to win baseball games. If they don't, they might not even get to go to Hoover on Tuesday. And they weren't really going to try hard, and they weren't really motivated. But now that they saw Paul Skeens say that, now Kemp Alderman's going to want to hit a home run. So the concept of that just is ridiculous to me. By the way, if Kemp Alderman happens to square up a Paul Skeen's fastball... You might see a five. ...with about a 34-degree launch angle? Yeah. You might see a five in front of that number. 
And so, you know, the concept of bulletin board material, it's just so stupid to me when it comes to SEC sports. Like Ole Miss is going to be more motivated now than they were before. That doesn't make sense. However, if you dish it, you got to be able to take it. If Ole Miss does hit some bombs off of him, it's going to get thrown right back at him, and so be it. As somebody that enjoys entertainment, that's what sports are. To me, they're entertaining. I love this stuff. Talk a little junk. And it's not like this is tame, too. Oh, I don't think the students are going to throw beer in the air. It's not like he was like, Kemp Alderman sucks. I'm going to strike him out three times. You know, like when it comes to trash talk, this is as tame as it can be. It's fine. Like I like a little spice, a little juice into a baseball series. I, I appreciate that. However, if that were my son, I'd be mad. I think both of those things can be true at once. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite, but James has my genes, so the chances of him being a really good baseball player kind of slim, at least at this level. Like, he already swings really well. Like, I'm impressed with his swing. But he's got my genes. He's not playing high-level sports. He's going to have to study. But if he just so happens to become a good baseball player, I will not let him play if he starts flipping his bat and showing up opponents and stuff like that. Playing, Borky yelling at clouds. Hey, and I'll own that. Playing and being successful and winning is enough. You do that, you round the bases, you high-five your teammates, and that is all you do. You don't talk about your teammate or, or your opponents in any way other than respectfully. You respect your opponents, you respect the game, you play it the right way. Winning and playing is enough. Will be my lesson in all sports for his entire life. You, you, you're not going to engage in that crap. You're not going to hit the gritty. You're not going to flip your bat. You're going to play. And if you're successful, great. That's all you are. And if you're not, you don't pout, you learn. And if somebody else does it, that's their prerogative. You don't react to it. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.